Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. I have a personal question to ask you. How do you talk to yourself? Really take a moment to think about it. How do you talk to yourself when you make a mistake or when you don't reach a goal? How do you talk about yourself? Are you kind to yourself or do you berate yourself? Do you call yourself names or do you give yourself grace? Do you say things like, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so fat or any I'm so fill in the blank with a negative descriptor, lazy, ugly, slow, whatever. When it comes to losing weight for the last time, something that a lot of people don't realize is that how you think and how you talk to yourself are actually way more important than what you eat and how much you exercise. The language that you use with yourself influences all of your relationships, especially your relationship with yourself and with food. Your self-talk is your inner voice, the internal narrative that you hold about yourself. Our self-talk indicates the way we see ourselves and the world around us since it's basically a mix of our conscious and unconscious beliefs and biases. The reason why negative self-talk tends to be so much more prevalent is because our brains are hardwired to remember negative experiences over positive ones. This is simply because our brain just wants to protect us from harm. It goes back to our primitive brain that only knows survival, so it's always looking out for danger. This is why we can easily replay negative messages in our minds over and over and over again. And this, of course, just fuels even more negative feelings as part of the vicious cycle. Think about how many times you say, I can't. When you start a thought or a sentence with, I can't, your brain just stays focused on the problem. So, what you need to do is you need to learn how to deprogram those thoughts so that you stop saying what you can't do. I often hear, I can't lose weight unless I go on a strict diet. Or I can't stop eating once I start. Or I can't commit to going to the gym. And the thing about these statements is that since your brain is just looking for the path of least resistance, your brain will happily accept those thoughts even though they're not true, even though they're not facts, because your thoughts and your feelings are not facts. Your beliefs aren't facts either. Facts can't be disputed. I am five foot five. That's a fact. I'm really busy. Is that a fact? No. That can be disputed. Busy for me may not be busy for you. You see what I mean? So when I hear, I'm too busy to work out, 
that's a thought. That's a belief. That's a sentence. But it's not a fact. But you can easily convince yourself if you keep perpetuating these thoughts by saying them out loud. Your words are so powerful. How you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself can literally make or break you. There are four categories of negative self-talk. And once you understand what category you fall under, it's much easier to start reframing and retraining your thoughts. So number one is personalizing, meaning you blame yourself when things go wrong. Number two, polarizing, meaning you see things only as good or bad with no gray areas or middle ground. Number three is magnifying, meaning you only focus on the bad or the negative in every scenario and dismiss anything that's good or positive. And number four is catastrophizing, meaning you always expect the worst. I personally fall into the personalizing category, and I still have to catch myself sometimes. I struggle just as much as anyone else, but I know that I have the tools to catch myself before I go too deep down the spiral. And the easiest way to start catching yourself is by consciously identifying your triggers so that you can be better prepared to adjust and respond. When you catch yourself saying, I can't, question that sentence. Say, why can't I? You'll quickly realize that the reasons you think you can't do something are rooted in beliefs that you have that you actually can change. Because remember, you can change your beliefs. And once you're aware of your triggers, your beliefs, your thoughts, how you process your thoughts, then you can come up with strategies to shift them, to choose better thoughts and better words that make you feel better not deflated and disappointed, which is how you're bound to feel if you're stuck complaining about all the things that you can't do or the things that you should be doing. You won't lose weight and keep it off if the process makes you feel miserable. This only works permanently when it's doable and sustainable. Beating yourself down and trying to convince yourself that it's tough love is not effective. It's actually toxic and abusive and the complete opposite of self-love. That approach to weight loss will lead to self-sabotage and the fuckets. Eventually, your brain says, you know what? This shit is too hard. This shit feels whack, so fuck it. I'm just going to eat all these chocolate chip cookies. Because that, eating the cookies, will feel better than beating yourself up, even if it's just for a moment. That's the relief that we seek when we emotionally eat or when we stress eat. It's that instant gratification that we're looking for. But you see how it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's destructive. So back to, I can't stop eating once I start. Well, that's not true. You stop eating eventually. So that's just the sentence. So what's another way to phrase that? Instead of saying, I just can't stop eating, you can rephrase it and say, it's not that I can't stop eating, it's that sometimes I just really want to keep eating. At least you're being honest, right? Because saying I can't stop eating is a lie. Which one feels more like you're in control? Because you are. Food doesn't control you. It's not that powerful. It's all about how you think about food and how you talk to yourself about it. Another technique for reframing your negative self-talk is using positive affirmations. 
But keep in mind, and I know I've said this in previous episodes, but it's important to repeat often because some people really misunderstand affirmations. It's not always about going from one extreme to the other. Your affirmations need to make sense or your brain will reject them. That's why I always say, if you can't go from a negative to positive, then just go for neutral. A lot of people think that positive affirmations are supposed to be like, I have a perfect body and my life is amazing. And that's just not how they work. If you struggle with positive affirmations, start with neutral affirmations. The idea is just to get you out of saying and thinking negative affirmations. Some statements that can bring you to neutral are, I'm proud of myself for trying my best. I can get through this. I am learning and growing. And then going back to the I can't stop eating statement, reframe that with I can stop eating when I'm full. Also, I find that affirmations are the most powerful when you say them while looking in the mirror. I think I mentioned this in the self-love episode, but I learned about this when I was reading Louise Hay's book called Mirror Work, and it really took my experience to the next level because it forced me to be present in the moment and to look myself in the eyes. And that's also a mindfulness and a self-love practice. Another really powerful way that you can use affirmations to change your self-talk is to write your own custom affirmations. And you can do this really easily. Just make a list of some of your most common negative beliefs. And you really want to give this some thought, right? So really ask yourself, what are the ideas about myself that I think about the most often that don't necessarily feel great? And they might be things like, nothing I do is good enough. I've never been able to lose weight. I hate my midsection. And once you've written down your most common negative beliefs, you're going to start building a case against those beliefs. You're going to think like a lawyer. So beside each negative belief, you're going to write a statement that counteracts it. So if one of your negative beliefs is about your body or a part of your body, for example, your legs or your thighs, you can say, these are the legs that allow me to walk or these are the legs that allow me to dance. You know, whatever resonates for you. The point is you're shifting to a neutral fact-based statement that you can repeat in place of, I fucking hate my big ass thighs. This actually used to be on my very, very long list of the negative self-talk and negative beliefs that I had about myself. Um, I've always been insecure about my thighs. So that was something that I had to do a lot of work around in accepting myself, accepting my body, treating myself with compassion. So focusing on neutrality is so much easier than going from one end of the spectrum, negativity, to the complete opposite end of positivity. So we talked about reframing your I can't statements. What about saying I should? There's this popular saying, stop shitting on yourself. And I roll my eyes every time I hear it because I think it's fucking corny. But I understand why it's a thing because we can easily get stuck in a should cycle, which feels disempowering. For example, I should have gone to the gym or I should not have eaten that extra slice of pizza. Those sentences will likely make you feel guilty or frustrated and reinforce the idea that you can't stay on track or committed to your fitness. And you see how that doesn't feel empowering or motivating? 
So one exercise that I do with my private clients to help shift their negative self-talk and reframe their shoulds is called the should, could, will exercise. The idea is that you start with your should statement and what emotions are triggered. Then you rewrite it as I could and write down your emotions. And then you rewrite it as I will. And throughout the exercise, you're able to notice that each time you reframe using different language, it affects your emotions or your perceptions around your behaviors or whatever habit it is that you're addressing. So for example, if the behavior or situation is that you skipped going to the gym, your should statement is, I should have gone to the gym. Your could statement is, I could have gone to the gym. Because this feels a little bit less harsh, right? Your will statement is, I will put it on my calendar tomorrow, so I'll be more likely to go. The will statement feels a lot more hopeful and optimistic than I should have gone to the gym, right? You're allowing yourself the grace to try again tomorrow. Because here's the thing. The negative self-talk doesn't always stop at the statement. It can easily spiral into, I should have gone to the gym. See, this is why I can't lose weight. I can't commit to shit. I'm such a fucking disappointment. I might as well eat this ice cream then. This is what my self-talk used to sound like. I was the queen of self-sabotage and such a bullied on myself when it came to my emotional eating and yo-yoing up and down the scale. And that's how I know that self-talk can make or break your progress. That's why it's so important to be aware of your thoughts and to be mindful of the words that are coming out of your mouth, even when you're just talking to yourself. I'll leave you with a quote by John Asaroff that sums it all up. Be careful what you say about yourself because someone very important is listening you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.